1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. Time for music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? We're good. You've got a Lions game and you've got Thanksgiving, and you typically go to the Lions game on Thanksgiving, right? I, I am getting my paint ready to put the L on my chest for tomorrow. Well, you've had plenty to cheer about this year. Yes, we yes we have. You know, of course, planning to have more to cheer about tomorrow, but we'll see. Did you know that the Packers haven't played on Thanksgiving in Detroit in 10 years? Has it been that long? I know. You, you know who the halftime act was that year? No. Nickelback. Who? Nickelback. Oh, right. Nickelback, really? And everybody hated it, right? Uh, you know, there <laughs> was, well, yeah, that was, that was one of the be- part of the beginning of the Nickelback hate. There was a petition, uh, you know, that, that I think it was a kid in Ann Arbor started, and, you know, to get Nickelback off the game. What? Uh, because he just didn't like him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, he didn't like him, and, you know, of course, that's... Was that the ignition point for, let's get all over Nickelback? That was the, I think that was the public coming out of it. It, it had been this thing kind of bubbling under, and then and then that was what, what made it a, it made it hip to hate Nickelback. Who do we have for halftime entertainment tomorrow? Uh, Jack Harlow, the rapper. Okay. Not quite Dar- Dolly Parton, who you're going to have in Dallas, but... Well, that's a little more prime time too. That's a little more late yeah, afternoon, and, right? And they ha- and they do have a, a history in Dallas of having somebody of that ilk, you know, of the country Nashville uh, scene be part be part of the Dallas show. Whereas Detroit, for a long time, was rock, was like Bon Jovi and John Mellencamp and John mm-hmm. Fogarty, and then it's kind of morphed into the pop hip hop direction. BB Rexa, I know Big Sean. You know Jack Harlow this year. Uh, they had Mike Posner uh, previously, so it's you know it's kind of morphed into that. Okay, I'm all fine. It's a it's a TV show. Let's make it, it is, as it good is, as we it can. It's a TV show. I think you know here in Detroit, here in Detroit, we would we would have, because of the rich music history here, we would like to see some more Detroit centric choices. But we are going to have the Warren Treaty, who are from Michigan, do the national anthem. Okay, so that'll be nice. A kid Rock was can't do a, everything. Was there a problem with Nickelback because they're Canadian? Um, is that like a no, cross-border thing Canadian. I just think it, I just think it was you know they there were there were a lot of people who didn't like Nickelback because they're low they're low common denominator rock and roll. You know they were the Bachman Turner Overdrive of hmm. the of the two thousands and two thousand tens, and the hips the hipsters didn't like that. All right, I have a question for you. Sure. I had a uh, an acquaintance go to Houston to see the Morgan Wallen show down in Houston, right? Uh-huh. I'll just read this as it appears. By the way, how is Hardy filling in as an opener for Morgan Wallen tonight when he just canceled a ton of concerts but, uh, because of mental health reasons? You know, I, I don't know what the answer to, to that one is. I suspect, you know, doing a one-off, you know, it was not as stressful as doing an ac- actual tour dates. And Hardy has been part of the the Morgan Wallen camp, so you know it's a, it's a comfort zone. But these would be just guesses. Yeah, that seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but you know, again, maybe it's a comfort zone for him, and 
and a way to get back out and do something on stage and, and helping a buddy out. You know who doesn't need a comfort zone? Ah. The Stones. No. <laughs> no. They are, well, they're in their comfort zone. They are going out on tour uh, next year. They just announced this yesterday. They've got 16 dates uh, planned, kicking off in April in Houston and including the New Orleans Jazz Fest on May 2nd. Typical kind of Stones tour. It's 16 shows, but spread across the better part of three months. And this will, of course, be their first since the release of Hackney Diamonds, their their first new album in, you know, as many years as, as you want it to be, certainly. First one in new material since 2005. So Here's, yeah, a, question, you, here's a question you could ask people. Who's older? The president of the United States or Mick Jagger? Uh, they are, aren't they the same age? Joe just I mean, turned 81 the other day. Mick is 80. He's 80. So, yes. Yeah. And appropriately <laughs> enough, uh, the Stones Tour is being sponsored by right. AARP. <laughs> Seriously, it is. I know. I yeah. know. I didn't yeah. think but I'd ever see the day where that happened. But doesn't that, doesn't that make sense? I mean, you know, it makes Mick, perfect Mick, sense. Mick will be 81 when they hit the road. Keith Richards turns 80 next month. Ronnie Wood's 76. I mean, they're, they're the poster children for AARP. Mm-hmm. Are, the Stones, are, are the Stones still the Pepsi generation? <sighs> yeah. I don't think Pepsi never yeah. sponsored them. Okay, no, but Michael Jackson. Yes. Like they did Michael Jackson. The Stones, actually, though, were the first of the big tours to do corporate sponsorship like that. They had Jovan do yeah, I was gonna say, in, in 1981, and that was... Some, didn't somebody have Clairol too? Weren't wasn't it all about cosmetics and hair stuff? For a while, yeah, the... those were those were the companies spending the big bucks, and then you know then we got into into like beer and liquor, and you know now we're into AARP. <laughs> so why not? You know, well the beer always made sense. Beer made sense. Liquor makes sense. Sure. I don't know. I don't know that there's any national weed brand that would that has the <laughs> has that much money to put into a rock tour. Uh, Maybe a smaller level. A club speaking tour. of weed, Snoop had us for a second. He had us for a second. He puts out this social media message, said that after much, much thought and deliberation, I've decided to give up smoke. What? No, really? Snoop Dogg not smoking? Well, well, the whole. Carrie saw here. through that instantly and said, oh, yeah. "He's got to be endorsing gummies, then, right?" That's, yeah, it was that, or you know, it turns out he is he is endorsing a brand, a smokeless uh, brand of. Barbecue, uh, of stove outdoor called, fireplace called the Solo. Stove. Yeah, yeah, fire pit. Sorry, and it's called the Solo stove, and it's smokeless. And he says, you know, Snoop tells us he doesn't want to inhale anymore. It makes him cough and sneeze and sniffle, and you know, so you know, it was a good joke for a day. But you know, rest rest assured, he'll be sitting by his smokeless Solo stove <laughs> with a joint. Yeah. <laughs> That that will that will absolutely happen. This will not blunt his desire. Hey, uh, to imbibe. I see what you did. They there. didn't uh, drag that out either. They got it. No, they did it. They did it. One day, day one two. day he gave up smoke. The next day they came clean. Yeah, you know what? Really, I, did you watch the F one race Saturday I did. night? I did. Watch a little. Of how'd it. You, I thought Las Vegas looked great, and the sphere was actually part of the race. Right. Like when yeah, there was, they made that. They made that, even though Max uh, von Schligerbang, whatever his name is, uh, didn't particularly like it. The, uh, you know, it, it did look great. 
and now Beyonce wants to perform in said sphere, right? That's what they're saying. They're saying she is likely to be next up. Uh, to be a $10 million production. They're saying that Beyonce has already toured the venue with Jay-Z, her husband, and with her mother, and looked it over, and they're in talks. Nothing's been signed yet. Nothing's been determined, but she would be the next one up. What's your interest level in getting there to see a show? Oh, uh, very high. Okay. It's been more a logistical thing, um, but, you know, I was very happy that you, two added some 2024 dates, and I'm definitely going to try to make one of those. That sounds great. I have a lot of friends who have gone, and they say it, it is an experience unlike any other. Yeah, I know people sitting in a studio right next to us that have been there uh-huh. and, and said the exact thing. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah, even so. even if you want rock, didn't you say even if you get a floor ticket, that's for you or you or what? Ten feet away from Bono, you and Carrie. Well, I don't know about ten feet, but we were close. Right? Yeah. I'd say I think the the floor 10 is to fifteen yards. Probably. Ten to fifteen yards from Bono, that ain't mm-hmm. bad, right? The floor, the floor is probably the place to do it because then, then if if you don't mind, you know, standing for a couple hours of the concert, you know, you really, I would imagine, you get the full impact of that venue. Yeah, it was. They they did a number of songs in the middle of the set that didn't really have all that much video going on and it was great yeah. to be right down there with the band for yeah that. we have have to give people a break but so we'll see i mean the thing supposedly lost 98 million dollars this year but it wasn't it wasn't generating any revenue really till september uh, but they are you know they they are kind of desperate to to get this this venue on its future track and then beyonce would be a good step there it'd bring a different audience to las vegas certainly you know, for years uh, there was the discussion: Is Die Hard a uh, a Christmas movie? Absolutely, and, right? was okay. This discussion, right. and then this morning we said: Is The French Connection a Christmas movie? Uh, less so, I think, because it's it's around. It's Somebody during, dresses up in a Santa outfit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's less so. Christmas was very much a part of the plot of Die Hard. So the French Connection, it was just a. It yeah. Was just, I got to tell you, when I hear Thunderstruck, I don't think. Merry Christmas, everybody. No, no, you don't. Uh, But this is the, so there's a group in England, the same group that tried to get Highway to Hell um, into to the Christmas number one in England. That's a big deal. If you've ever seen Love Actually, they they parody it a little. But the Christmas number one in the UK is a big, big freaking deal. And so this year there's a group, uh, they, they managed to get Highway to Hell to number four. Back in 2014, this year they're pushing for Thunderstruck to be the number one at Christmas in the UK. Uh, basically, it's it runs from this poll runs from the 15th of December uh, through the 21st of December, and it's based on downloads. So, you know, they're telling everybody, you know, from during that seven that one week period, seven day period, let's you know let's buy buy a whole bunch of Thunderstruck. And you too can contribute if you, you know, from here in the U.S. If you buy, if you download it via or stream it via a U.K. service rather than something here in the U.S. Now the the spot is opening up because there's this comic group in Britain called La Baby that's had the Christmas number one for the last uh, five years running. Uh, they do these kind of comic songs like I love sausage rolls instead of I love rock and roll. Um, there was, there was a play on there. Yeah, there was a play on "Don't Stop Believing," um, 
you know, that they did once. Yeah, don't stop, don't stop me eating. <laughs> and then last year, or in 2021, they actually had Ed Sheeran and Elton John collaborate on a song called Sausage Rolls for Everyone. But Baby is sitting it out this year. They said, you know, we've had our five-year run. Uh, that's enough. We're going to enjoy the season, and good uh, luck. Good luck to everybody else. So, hmm, okay. Thunderstruck could be it. It'd, it'd be a hoot. It'd be a hoot. And this has become a tradition in the U.K. as well, these kind of rogue campaigns. There was one that was done successfully for Rage Against the Machine uh, about 20 years ago. And then, then the Highway to Hell one, and now, now Thunderstruck. It's their list. They can do what they want. Exactly. Um, but it is a big, we, we don't understand here what a big deal that is. No, it's kind of lost on me, but. Yeah. That's okay. A lot of the European stuff right, is lost on me. Yeah. They don't get red solo cups and ice and drinks. <laughs> uh, whatever. Exactly. So Blondie's guitarist is going to publish his memoirs and. I don't know of any saucy or salacious Blondie stories that have gone on well, that's, that's over why, the years. That's why we want to read the, the you know, Chris Stein's uh, new memoir. It's going to come out uh, next year, I believe in June. June 11th is the publication date. It's called Under a Rock, and Chris Stein was the guitarist and one of the chief um, songwriters in Blondie. He, he was married to Deborah, Deborah Harry. Uh, for for quite a while, and they remain bandmates, even though health reasons keep Chris Stein from going on the road. He's still a member of the band, so they're, uh, you know, we'll see. They were part. Of, they were part of a scene that certainly had a little salaciousness to it. You know that early punk scene and the CBGBs. So I'm sure there are good tales to tell. But Justin uh, Timberlake's not going to be the bad guy in this one, too, is he? Bad, he won't be the bad guy in this book. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Chris Stein, Debbie Harry, and Clem Burke a.k.a. Blondie, have been nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame this year. Those nominations came out yesterday, and quite a good group. Uh, Brian Adams, uh, Randy Bachman, and Burton Cummings from the Guess Who. A lot of Canadians. Yep, Tracy Chapman, George Clinton, the Doobie Brothers, David Gates from Bread. Wait, when you say the Doobie Brothers, what what Doobie Brothers? That would be Tom Johnson, Patrick Simmons, okay. Michael McDonald, uh, David Gates from Bread, Anna Nancy Wilson from Hart, Kenny Loggins, uh, Public Enemy, the guys from R.E.M., and Steely Dan. And Those are your nominees this year. And how many get in? Is this like the Rock and Roll Hall it's like, of Fame? It's like five. You know, five of them get in. So. And it's, it's voted on by members of the Songwriters Hall of Fame. You know, not by there's no public component to it. There's no you know group of journalists or anything like that. These are songwriters writing, voting you know, for the songwriters. So this is the one that they really want to be in, right? Because There's it's being, love, yeah. being it's like being elected by your peers, not by some filthy uh, newspaper journalist. Correct, correct. <laughs> they leave they they leave me out of it. Right. But uh, so yeah, no, but it's very prestigious. The songwriters, you know, the artists who are songwriters really, really, you know, like this award. All right, it's getting to be uh, late in the program. What's your What's your last story? Well, it looks like we may have David Lee Roth to kick around with Sammy Hagar, or Sammy Hagar to Sammy Hagar to kick around David Lee Roth. Um, Sammy Hagar, of course, issued an open invitation for David Lee Roth to be part of this tour that Sammy's doing next summer, which is going to focus on Van Halen. He invited both David Lee Roth and Alex Van Halen. 
Now in a statement to the Van Halen news desk, Roth has said, let's do this. But also in the same in the same breath, the Van Halen news desk says there's been no formal outreach, just Sammy mouthing off that he wants David Lee Roth to be yeah. on the tour. But David Lee is saying, let's do this. So hopefully it'll work out better than the last time they did this, uh, which was in, two, which was in um, oh, it was 90-something, and, and they tried to, you know, the two of them went on tour together, but were completely separate. Right, it was Sam and Dave, and it ended with Sammy going, the guy can't sing. So yeah, are you older and, and wiser now, or what, what, know, what has happened? Who knows? It's a long time between now and when the tour actually starts. So I suspect David Lee Roth will be in and out of the tour you know, several times before yeah. we actually it actually hits the boards. All right. Gary, All right, we're out of time. Have a great holiday weekend. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Look for me on TV tomorrow. Yes. All right. Yeah, have a good Thanksgiving. Talk to you next week, Gary. Okay. Bye-bye. Gary Graff, our music guy.